You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Welcome, everybody. This is Tommy's Outdoor Podcast. And today we're going to talk about a very popular outdoor activity, running. My guest today is Mikey San. Uh, how are you doing, Mike? Hi, Tommy. Uh, thanks for uh, accepting invite for the, to the podcast. My pleasure. Um, so uh, this is one of the first episodes of the podcast, and I think that running is very popular. A lot of people are into running, and you are a self-declared born-to-run person. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure you have a lot of stories to share and, and, and a lot of information uh, to share with our listeners. Um, so uh, without further ado, uh, let's get going. So I suppose the first question that I always, uh, you know, it has to be asked how it all started. And uh, I, I think I'm not, not going to say anything, um, you know, not, that is secret. You, you wrote a, a, a article or many articles. Mm. Um, uh, in the press that you were uh, kind of um, telling about that story mm. and I think that's just just amazing story so maybe you can share a little bit of that with, sure. with our listeners sure I suppose um, running running for me started uh, very late in life uh, really it was a it was a case that um, when I was young you know I was overweight because uh, I didn't realize I was allergic to to gluten, you know, which took a lot of energy out of me, um, and essentially running down to the to, to the bedroom was too much, you know. But um, luckily enough, I, I got that started when I was around 21, 22, and um, all of a sudden, you know, when when you do have energy levels and you know you can get out there and run, you you get to to enjoy it a bit more. I think you know when it's not forced in you. you know, when you when you look at Mike, you wouldn't say that he was overweight. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, maybe not now, but at, at at my height, it was around sixteen, just over sixteen stone. So, yeah, just just for the for the listeners, um, I have no idea how much is stone. How much is is stone? So stone is fourteen pounds, which is well, what? Oh, I'd have to get my calculator out. Uh, for oh. a kilogram. I think it's two point two kilograms or two two point two pound in a kilogram. Okay, okay, something like that. So, so it was like close to so ninety kilograms. Yeah, or would have been yeah, no, absolutely, right. absolutely yeah. So. so. Good. Yeah, good, good, good amount of lug to be carrying across. Good times, good times. Absolutely, right. absolutely. But um, yeah, so like that, what you know, it, it's like anything in life. You know, when someone forces something on you, you know, and I, and I think when we were young in Ireland, you know, you're forced to go play football, you're forced to go out to this, forced to go out to that, and if you enjoy it, that's great, you know. But uh, you get an appreciation as you get older for for doing these things, and because I wasn't really able to do them at a younger age, you know, and, and kind of struggle at them when I when I did, we'll say unshackle myself um, I, meet, I meet you there I meet you there I, mm -hmm. I, I never liked play football uh, and, and <laughs> you know that was like oh my god you know so I always he was trying to do that but yeah. I was never good at it and I was like ah oh, jeez absolutely yeah and, and I suppose that's the point you know like that you get, you get to choose and pick and choose your sports but it's only the ones you like that you fall into and like that I suppose when I started running that was it you know it was a, it was a case that I that I enjoyed it, you know, I, it was great time alone, you know, mm -hmm. I found very quickly that um, it forced you to have that little bit of headspace that you wouldn't normally grant yourself, you know, whether it be for 
20 minutes for half an hour, whether it's a bit longer, you know, as you, as you could uh, get more used to it, it's definitely something, an advantage and, and almost a, mm -hmm. a trait of that sport that's just uh, second to none, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I suppose going back to it, yeah, where it, where it all started, I just tipped along, you know, went for my two mile runs, my bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I moved to Dublin in 2002, I think it was, and uh, late 2002 actually, and uh, I was uh, I was sitting down uh, about a year later, and mm -hmm. uh, oh sorry, yeah, actually it was 2002, I was sitting down watching, um, or eating a side in a chipper as you do, you know, mm -hmm. minding my own business. And that's an exciting story. It is, I, it I is, that, so, you know, so and so uh, <laughs> there I was, you know, re reading the paper, like I said, and... and uh, you know, you just general blasé what's going on around you. You're not even aware of what's going on outside the window. And I, as I did notice, there was there was a lot of people around the place, you know, coming up and down O'Connell Street in Dublin. And um, Maybe you want to just bring it a little bit closer to yeah. you. Because yeah, no trouble. Um, so there I was looking out, you know, watching these people kind of stream down O'Connell Street in Dublin. And all of a sudden... You know, you're, you're looking at all types of people. You're looking at kind of big guys, small guys, women, young mm. people, old people. You know, there was a mm. huge, huge array. Um, lads dressed up as Eiffel Towers, you know, this, this kind of thing, you oh, know. Right, right, right. Some um, sort of a charity or anything like that, you know. Well, dress up as sharks yeah. and bees and bumblebees and all that. Well, kind you, of. you had your serious athletes there, too. And, and I mean, when I say serious athletes, you know, you're talking about people who... Who are running their their hardest to break something like five hours in the marathon, you know? And mm -hmm. to them, that's a serious effort, you know, because mm -hmm. you know that's that's their ability, and they're going as hard as they can. They're not taking it easy. But uh, I do remember at the time, and it was a real turner for me, just watching this guy. This is, you know, like I say, he must have been he must have been twenty stone if, if mm -hmm. he was more, and you know, this guy is coming down against me, you know, and he's lumbering. So down. we were sixteen, and he was like twenty. Yeah, well, no. At this stage, no idea. I had lost some of the weight, so you know, right. I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't as big, but I could definitely empathise with him. So mm -hmm. um, this guy's coming down against me, you know, and he's, he, he, he's not sprinting, he's not running per se, but he isn't walking. You know, he's, right. he's making an effort. He's, you know, he's jogging. The, the legs are going. He's, he, he's got some of the cadence going. You know, mm -hmm. and every part of him is moving. Just, just by the way, 20, 20 stones is one hundred thirty kilograms. One hundred thirty. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a so, log. So, so just for the record, he says you've been sixteen stones mm -hmm. by then. Then at the time, so it's like hundred and one kilograms. Oh, yeah, we were we were ten ten kilos off. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So anyway, <laughs> but, um, so you see this big guy. So this guy's coming down against me, you know, and he just stands out, you know, because you know everyone else is. Because he's a big. He's so big, yeah, absolutely. He just stands out, and he's coming down, and you know, it's, it, there is it's almost hypnotic the way he, you know, he's kind of. His folds are kind of wobbling away in the, in the, 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 the autumn sunshine. Um, but uh, he comes down past me, and you know, he, he finally, the, the penny dropped. I said, oh, hang on, they've got bibs on, they've got numbers on. Um, you know, there's something going on here. And of course, you just realize it's October. This is the marathon, of course. How, how did I miss it? You know, that's fine. So you're looking at it, and just as he's passing me, I'm looking at a pole and it says 25 or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm kind of going, hang on a sec, 25? That's 25 miles, you know? Yeah. You're kind of going, he's one mile away, 1.2 miles away from finishing, mar finishing a marathon, you know? I'm four chips away from finishing a big fatty meal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it really does. It puts it in the context, and you're sitting there going, you know, this guy's obviously trained. He's obviously broken himself open, you know, and he's about to finish 
and cross over the Martin finish line. You know, yeah. and, I mean, it really is. It's, it's amazing to think of it. And you're sitting there, going, kind of going, you know, okay, not belittling his 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 effort, but if this man can do it, you know, I can certainly do it. You know, so um, that's yeah. really what planted the seed in my head to mm-hmm. go out there and what you call them train so before person. that you, you're no no uh, not in athletics nor in any sport not really no no like I say when I was what, in school what age you were at there I there? was what da, 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 two, was I 20 23 24 okay. around okay. that, about okay. that. Okay. Um, and like I say the only thing I'd ever done in any earnest for, for running was probably a bit of cross country right know? Right. That was about it. So know. it was like an off-road running. Off-road running, yeah. Never really hit the road. Um, didn't have it. Didn't have the, the have the, the stamina at the time. Like I say, when mm-hmm. when you're eating wrong stuff and your body is fighting food mm-hmm. inside in your own system, as yeah. opposed to being yeah. able to exert any energy for, for 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 running or any bit of a sport, you yeah. know, you know, it's just just impossible, you know. So, like I say, any any attempt I did at sport, whether it be in or soccer or soccer in general or anything, you mm-hmm. know, it was only kind of half-hearted. So, yeah. you know, this was. This was really kind of the kind of the start of it. Like I say, I had joined the gym, you know, and I, I was losing weight because I'd mm-hmm. been on the diet for about a year before that. Okay. And what you were doing in the gym? Was it like a general weightlifting? No, no. I kept away from the weights. Um, it was it was mainly kind of cro- using the cross trainer, a small bit of running on the treadmill. Okay. So like a cardio machine. A lot of cardio and then an awful lot of swimming as well. I'd, I'd, oh, I'd, awesome. I'd, I'd usually go for about... Uh, Are you still swimming? Not at the moment, okay. no, but I do intend to getting back. I love swimming. All oh, right, awesome. Swim, awesome. Swim, swimming is the running of the sea. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I started swimming last year, and, you know, I kind of can't get back to swimming because I was swimming as a kid. Yeah. And uh, so, so like, last year I had to take a break from, from cycling because mm-hmm. of the injuries. And I was like, all right, what are you going to do? Oh, go swimming because mm-hmm. that's good for you. So, that, yeah, yeah we, we may talk about it later. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's great. But, um, so, yeah, um like that when I did uh, when I did start running like that before and even with that even with the treadmill while I was in the gym mm-hmm. you know I found again it was a different lease of life because now I was able to actually run you yeah. know and not be fighting something other than my legs or my tiredness you know it was mm-hmm. you know or that was all that was there you know there was, there was no gut there was no just general fatigue behind it you know and, and mm-hmm. no feel, feeling of malaise so um, yeah like that you know, one foot in front of the other, started small, mm-hmm. started, you know, going out two miles at a time, going out maybe three nights a week, okay. maybe raising okay. So, up, you know? so you were, you were at the gym, you know, doing mm. your, or your cardio at the gym, and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, to control my storage body fat. Yeah. Right. And uh, we are, we are athletes here, so we're using proper terminology, <laughs> right? This is storage body fat as opposed to essential body fat, right, yes. people? So, and then you see this, this, this massively obese guy who mm-hmm. is just about to accomplish, you know, something that you said like, oh, hey, wow, he's, 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 he's marathon runner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so is, what changed in your training regime from that point? So you, you dropped the gym and you started going outside running or you, you just... Yeah, I did. I did essentially. Now, didn't, my, my gym time had been curtailed probably when I made the move from Limerick to Dublin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was around, like I say, around 2002. This was only maybe about a month or so before I'd moved to Dublin. Yeah. Um, so with the move, my gym privileges went, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I was a member of a gym in Limerick. Uh, going to Dublin, it was more a case of trying to find a job and trying to, to get myself set up there. Yeah, so, so life got in, in the Life way. got in the way of the gym, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. And in the absence of paying extortionate fees for a gym in Dublin, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden the, the, the thoughts of putting 
two runners on a foot uh, or on your feet and just hitting the road you know mm-hmm. it's there it's accessible it's it's easy it's you know it's stress relief you know which that's a that's a that's a great thing about about sports like running or or even martial arts that mm. really all you need is your body and you know some space field absolutely. or street and you're good to go absolutely yeah right. absolutely now it may, it may be a, what you call it uh that's probably evolved as i've as my beliefs and my my experience have gone on that oh yeah you, know, you need to then a special pair of runners yeah and, and, you gotta and, get and all the and foot got, pods in uh you gotta power power meters and yeah. and all the yeah. you know fancy equipment exactly right. but you can always do that yeah but you ask any any amateur runner any guy who started from scratch he'll tell you the same thing he stuck on a pair of runners and he just hit the street you know yeah. he just yeah. ran you yeah. know yeah that's where the learning comes from you know but um so yeah, what you call it? Just it just grew from there, really. Um, like I say, you just go out, you run a couple of miles a week. Just mm-hmm. get in there, get the base training going. Um, and is your is you, is it when you saw these guys was like it was your goal that like, I want to com- complete the marathon or was it? Like, it was yeah, it snapped okay. straight to marathon. It, okay, so it's it, like okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, 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 maybe it was the occasion. Like I say, you're looking around, you know, there's balloons everywhere, there's crowds cheering, you know, mm-hmm. but you're kind of looking and going, you know, it, it's almost like I said, the enormity of what that guy did. Mm-hmm. You couldn't think about doing anything less. You know, got it, got it. You know, he's it. done it so. Why can't I? You know. Yes. So um, that was so it. So essentially, you said like, okay, I have a one year, absolutely, to 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 go from the point where I am now mm-hmm. to where this guy is. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. And was it like any any uh, uh, structure training protocol, anything like that, or were you just like, all right, I'm gonna be running more and it will work out? It it. I suppose initially it didn't have a structure. It definitely mm-hmm. grew into a structure now, a rather haphazard structure in the end, you know, mm-hmm. due to inexperience. But I had put it in my head that, like that, I would just hit the road and I wanted to be able to hit the road and be comfortable out there, even with short mileage, you mm-hmm. know, just to, like that, get out the door. I always find, and I always say to the guys that, 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 that are new to running, it's not being on the road. Being on the road is fine. No one's ever going to complain about that. It's getting out the door of your yeah. house, you know. Yeah. On the wet evenings, on the windy evenings, and evenings there's a match on, or you just don't want to, you know. It's put on the runners, put on the shorts, and open that door and get out. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to get rid of the fear of not doing it, you know, and just want mm. to do it, fall in love with it. So that's where I kind of put my metronome of, okay, Monday evening I'm going for two or three miles, Wednesday evening I'm going for two or three miles, Friday evening I'm going for two or three miles. And if Friday evening meant that I didn't go to the pub until an hour or two later, so be it, because mm. I was getting... But you still were going to. Oh, I still, I still. <laughs> you know, come on, I was 24, 25, you know. Yes, 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 yes of know, course. Young in Dublin, single, you know, what else was I going to do, so... But, um, but definitely, I suppose, when it comes to structure on that, that was as much as I put into it. It mm-hmm. was a case of, I just want to start, see where we go, let's, you know, get to a certain degree of, of fitness on the road itself as opposed to treadmill treadmill because you know yourself treadmill is just a big dirty lie when it comes to runners you know mm-hmm. you can run a two and a half minute pb on there and that just won't translate to the yeah road, you know? maybe maybe let's explain that to, to our listeners mm. you know the difference between running on the treadmill and in running on the on the yeah. uh, street like on the, in, in the reality is it, yeah. is it like you're you're not pressing yourself you're hard not- enough on the same it's, on the treadmill as you do on the, on the yeah road. I suppose the, to, to, to me and uh, it, it's a discussion that uh, 
some of my, my, my foster friends actually uh, and I have had as well and we all t- tend to come to the same conclusion that uh, did you get that faster friends faster yeah they're faster friends. Yeah, do you have also slower friends yes I do oh, right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of them right? I'm slower <laughs> friend I would put myself in the kind of the, the, if I was a steak I'd be medium rare alright <laughs> oh, the best one just how I like it <laughs> but um, we, we do tend to, to see the treadmill as Yes, it's great for cardio, you know, you, you can get an exercise there and it's about getting the cadence, you know, you can, you can get your legs spinning fine. Mm-hmm. But every one of us agree that when you're on a treadmill, you jump, you end up going up, up and down, up and down, you know, your legs are spinning, but you're pushing yourself up and down rather being on the road where you're pushing yourself forward. Right. Okay. So you will always find that your, your quads get sore on a treadmill, mm-hmm. but your calves get sore on the road. Right. Know? So, um, so in other words, it's kind of like a, um, the surface that you're running is, is moving underneath exactly. you rather than you moving over the surface. Exactly. You're, you're, it, like that, if you're running on, on the road, the friction is there between your foot and the road the whole time. And when you push forward, you're only propelling yourself forward. On the treadmill, you can, you can put that, that, that guy up to the top speed. And the higher you jump, the more road travels underneath you before the next time you come down in the step. Yeah, you know, and is 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 that something that is that that can be alleviated with a new, you know, highest and latest greatest high tech treadmills, or is it just like inherently how that machine works? I, I think they do. And is there any even any concern for the for the for the you know so called fitness companies that are producing those 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 machines? Is that even an issue? I don't think I don't think they really take that on board. I, to me, a treadmill, it's it's more of a kind of a generic consumer item yeah you know rather so than so 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 in other words you know runners like like you they they know what comes with the treadmill and they use it for that purpose knowing what that is absolutely and that's it yeah other training you got to do on the road you got to hit the road and yeah. and and the other like a consumers they don't know or don't care they don't right they no. just watching tv exactly exactly it's a means to an end training outside You know, you want to stay inside and watch the match. You want to watch Coronation Street. Stick it on. Go for your run. It's fine. Like I say, it's better than sitting down doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not knocking it. You know, they're they're, they're still yeah. very valuable tools. Yeah, but it's it's not the tool. Like for example, if you talk about cycling, right? And you yeah. have a you have a, a indoor trainers, and you see really professional athletes who spend their entire preparation for the race. Mm-hmm. On the uh, on the on the trainer, oh, the turbo and trainer. On, the, on the on the yeah, and and there there and there's you know a lot of, a lot of training plans and so on, mm. and and then going on the on the actual event mm. and they're winning an event or you know so so there's no worse or even better mm. when it comes to structure. You can do full training indoor on the mm. on the on the on the trainer on the bike. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with running. You cannot do that on the treadmill. That's what I'm getting. You have to yeah. actually. Do, there's no substitute. I don't. I don't believe so. Not for road running. No, I don't do track running. I don't know whether that would maybe come in between track running. You have a different surface again. You have more bouncier surface. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but but still, you need to press. You still press need to forward. Press. You do. You do. However, like I said, the bounce you get off the track. Even even when I do run on the track, I can go faster on the track than I can on the road. You know. Oh really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and so is it like a, like a surface of the track, is. kind of returning more absolutely. energy back to you? Absolutely. The more you push down, the more you're you're going to get back from it, and you do you find now 
inherently you get to attract the first thing you're going to do is try and go a bit faster anyway because it's a, it's a yeah, track. Yeah, of course it's a track. Right? Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna burn it up. But you do you do find um, that you you get more response from the track than the road. You know, okay. even even roads. You know, we, we you, you can find running on the pavement versus running on tarmac. You know, mm-hmm. tarmac is a much easier surface to run on, even though it's not going to be as flat or as smooth. Mm-hmm. There's a better definitely a better feeling, a better return. Uh, almost cushioning it than, than, right. than is it like a diff- different type of runners that are used for different surfaces or is it is it you know like a, almost like a tires on a bike or on a car like for this surface I have this part of part of runners and for this surface I do whatever personally I don't um, I wouldn't say that other runners may not have that mm-hmm. or, or have that have that in their head um, I, I haven't come across it and I don't know of anyone who's come across it to be honest okay, okay. you know um But you know, placebos yeah. are great. You know, yeah, if yeah, you think it's going to make you run faster, then another go point for to it. our listeners: if if you if you know anything or you hear any comments, uh, please leave the comments um, about the uh, different type of runners depending on the on the surface. That's that's just a subject. So if you have any experience with that, yeah, do let us know, and uh, we we may you know repost or recomment that. Excellent. Yeah. So so anyway, um, this, there was a little bit of a segue of a technical, <laughs> geeky stuff. So so you're you're essentially preparing for that for the for your first marathon, mm. and you're doing a you know a lot of running mm. on the on the road, not on the treadmill. Yep. And what's what's happening next? What's happening? So like I say, I'm I'm going through the kind of the winter months. You know, this this all happened around late October. So you know, all of a sudden, that's the weekend every year as mm. well. Actually, that they turn the clocks mm-hmm. so all of a sudden you've lost an hour of light in the evening you know mm-hmm. thanks to the farmers mm-hmm. and um, it's dark in the evening and you're plowing along you know and again goes back to the whole idea of it's tough to get out there you know when there's no light there you know it's dark you come home from work mm-hmm. you know you want to settle in for the night you know it, it was a case of just get through November get through December we got through January and like probably until the, the, the hour came back that we got a bit of longer evenings you know mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it was a case of well maybe we just start go exploring you know so yeah. as opposed to I'm doing three miles today three miles two days time I might stick another run in on a Thursday or something like mm-hmm. that for three miles it was a case of right let's get off this beaten track let's get off this metronome the the, the base mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. you know we know we can run almost like a base and then yeah, build going to exactly, the build phase that's exactly what it was it was it was the getting comfortable phase and and. I suppose even even with that, and I'm not making light of three miles, you know, because three miles mm-hmm. is a long way for for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you know, initially, three miles three t- times a week, I would be sore. You know, yeah. my legs would be sore, they'd be aching. You know, I'd and be, then you kind of go like, "All right, this is three miles." Like, yeah, you know, not a big deal. You know, but that's just it. You you break through it to the point where you can run three miles easy. Yeah, you're not sore. You're so not. So you need to breath. challenge yourself in exactly. order to make a progress. So then, like I say, yeah, we got a bit of extra time in the evening, so. You start, you know, changing the route. You can go down streets that you wouldn't have had before because it was too dark, you know. And what's down here? What's over here? And you know, all of a sudden you're kind of just teasing out. What can I do here? And mm-hmm. you know, you find that you got four miles, and you know, then all of a sudden you're on a five mile route, you know, and uh, that's fine. And again, even when you go to the four miles, you know, that's that's a big jump, an extra mile to what you're used to. You still have to go through a week or so of running at that mm-hmm. to kind of break through and go, look, I'm not sore after this. Same with the five miles. And um, I suppose I kept going at tipping through it and probably heading into around March or April at this stage, you know, and 
you know, at the same time, you're looking at about 20 miles a week there if you're running four times, you know. And don't forget, this is only within the working week because I used to come up and down to Kerry from Dublin every weekend. So, you know, that yeah. weekend, was, there was no running involved in that. It was just non-stop driving back before yeah. motorway yep. days. Yep. Um, so, yeah, tipped along like that. And then I remember I, I was actually staying up on weekend and uh, I went out and uh, I was up to five miles at this stage, you know, and I went out on a Sunday and uh, I went for a run. It was a gorgeous day. You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. kind of summer days that came in the middle of spring that, you mm-hmm. know, just typical Irish weather, you know, yeah. where you kind of go, where the hell did this come out of? And uh, I remember just starting off running and got to the end of the five miles and I was kind of going... That was easy. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a nice day. I have nothing else to do. It's a Sunday afternoon. Let's just go for another mile. You know? mm-hmm. And I went for another mile and fair enough, I got to the end of that mile and I said... It's oh, hang on, I'm a mile away from where I started, which means I have to do two miles extra, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I feel great. So mm-hmm. I said, let's go again. Mm-hmm. You know, we went another mile. And I went a small bit further, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I, I'm okay, I'm approximating now because I did do the distance afterwards, you know. But, you know, I, I was that little bit extra and I came back and I said, right, okay, now I have to run back this way again. Mm-hmm. Now I've made it. It was slow. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, you come back and you finish it. Yeah. You kind of break that mental you barrier. You do. And that's exactly it. Oh, I could I could, I could have thrown a party that evening. You know, I was I was there. I was rocky at the top of the steps at the end of it, you know. Mm. I was you know, pat myself in the back. I was delighted. Big smile on my face. And, you know, and I, I went back. And, like I said, I didn't have a Garmin back then. I was going on to, I don't even know what it was. It was a map quest or something, you know, mm. plotting out where I ran because yeah. you, you couldn't get the distance. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and whatever utility it was, I remember looking at it, it was, yeah, that's just over 10 miles. You know, that's double figures. And all of a sudden you're going, hang on now a minute. I'm after going from five miles to double figures, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a huge jump, you know, massive, yeah. massive jump. And really then at that stage, the belief starts setting in. Because mm-hmm. you're gone from just, you know, we'll feel, we'll see where we are. Mm-hmm. Can we do, can we run to really serious figures now, you know, you know 10 miles. So that was it. Like I said, that was around the the start of summer, in the spring start of summer. And uh, on the Tuesday, sorry, on the Monday morning, so that was the Sunday, the next day, I signed up for the Dublin City Marathon online for the 2003 one. Signed up, I said, right, my money's paid. I have to do it now, mm-hmm. you know? That's that's just Irish, you know? Yeah. The only minute you pay for it, you have to do it regardless, you know? Because <laughs> we, 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 we you know, okay, I won't generalize, but we are, we're cheap. But, um... I did that, and the next thing I did was I walked into the sports store above in the, the Black Rock Shopping Centre, and I said, I need a pair of runners, I'm going to run the Dublin City Marathon. Huh. And the guy went, okay, no trouble. And <laughs> he sat me down and fitted me with a pair, a pair of, uh, what was it, Asics? I think it was GT2160s at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And um, they were the shoes, yeah, put them on, and then all of a sudden, you know, the training started to get a bit more structured, a bit more serious, you know, yeah. whereby... That's the question on, yeah. on the shoes, because were they like a, these, these big, fat, padded shoes, or they were like a light with almost... No, no, they were fat, they were fat and they were padded, mm. they were. I think, mm. luckily enough, the, the the sports store I went to, um, whereas I had to kind of get through the, the look of bemusement on the, mm-hmm. on the, the shop assistant's uh, face, he was knowledgeable about mm-hmm. what he was doing, his, his trade, 
um, more often than not. I so is it like like more experienced runners? They need to have like a like a lighter shoes with less padding. While the people who are just beginning stuff, they no, that's no, not necessarily true. It it all comes down to the gait of your foot. It comes down to how you how you land okay. and and the strength and and basically the makeup of your foot. You know, myself, I have an overpronator, so my leg tends to collapse in. You know, mm-hmm. and I need support. I definitely need support in the instep of both feet. Okay. You know? Now. When I think he saw that first day as well, he could see by by my runners because the first thing he asked for, he says, "Show me your runners." He okay. looked at he looked at the, the wear and them just from general walking, and he went, "Okay." Okay, yeah. so he looks like, "Okay, what's what's your yeah? Uh, how how you are you know, wearing the shoes?" And, and the, fair dues to the guy. I mean, like I say, you can even even today, and I've been party to this over the last couple of years. Where you walk into a, uh, a shoe store saying, "Right, I want to buy a pair of runners," you know, and you know, and they come with the hundred and eighty quid runners, and you're kind of going what are these and they go oh well they're the best they're the most expensive you're like, yeah 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 whatever you know so um but like that you know this guy he you know he he applied his knowledge he gave me a pair of shoes which in fairness were very very good you know mm-hmm. and and uh, i must admit i stayed with essex for a long long time after it but um you know these are the shoes i put on you know these are the shoes i started training in you know um and he probably saved me in one sense because the shoes I had been running on, uh, on up mm-hmm. to then mm-hmm. were definitely incorrect. They were just a generic pair bought inside in a, a sports store. Yeah. And actually, coincidentally, they were the runners I'd on when I walked into mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And he just showed me how my whole foot was What's wrong with them? They were just, yeah, they were just what you call, they were soft. And one, well, they'd been worn away on one side. There was no support. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and then he's saying, you know, it's fine running two, three miles in this, you know. Yeah. But as you get tired in a, in a, in a you're gonna put a hundred miles in them. You know, you're gonna put much more than hundred miles, you know, over yeah. the course of the training, you know. Yeah, yeah. But even in a race, you know, and and we all know this from 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 when we're when we're running, your your form is great mm-hmm. at the start, but then you're falling apart. You're going to get tired. Once once the tired tiredness exactly. kicks in, your your form your falls. form falls. Your 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 feet lag. All of a sudden, the muscles in your ankles aren't as strong as they were. You know, your shoulders are down. Everything mm-hmm. is just going. And it's at that stage where you need that extra support. Mm-hmm. Because when your feet start falling in, you're going to start getting cramps. You're going to start yeah. getting tendon injuries, you know, and mm-hmm. just general soreness, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's really where you need to have the right shoe. And this is where this guy mm-hmm. really kind of jumped in there. So, All right. You know. So he went away with a, with a nice pair of proper runners. Mm-hmm. And then we started like serious training. Well, serious training. So, the serious training that, so yeah, the serious training for that really kind of jumped into initially that little 10 mile run. I always mm-hmm. stick a 10 mile run in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a couple of five miles maybe. And then you know, mm-hmm. like you'd have your, your, your two or three miles. So, mm-hmm. by accident, I was actually doing a good. Mm-hmm. training session there was no speed work or anything like that mm-hmm. you know it was never about speed it was just about getting the miles making mm-hmm. sure i could do it you know mm-hmm. you know and in the back of your head your dream maybe i could actually win the bloody thing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> if i keep going the way i'm going but um so like i say inadvertently it, it was it was nicely structured that kept going you know again throughout the summer now the summer you know yourself you know, you've got barbecues to go to, you've got this to go to, that to go to. So it becomes actually a little bit tougher as much as I said about the, the extra light. Your, your schedule just gets busy. But I kept it going and that was fine, you know. And um, I'm losing weight, like I say, as I'm training, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that summer I was down to, what was that, 10 stone 5 at mm-hmm. my lowest, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 
going from 16 stone to 10 stone 5 was a huge drop you know mm-hmm. um, but uh, running away there and then panic kicked in okay. when, when's then then is the two months two months before the marathon right. so you have all of October and you have all of September so just around the end of August and you're like oh crap this is happening yeah like, it's kind it's, of, it's this like, is I happening. need to climb that mountain exactly I need to get myself fit because the panic kind of kicked in with a tinge of almost greed mm-hmm. because now I knew I could run. I didn't know I could run 26 miles, but I was going to myself, I am able to do it. Maybe I should actually start training for a time, you know? So, <laughs> okay, see, next how, level. How fast can we do it? You know, I hadn't even next, run one next yet. Level. Kind of going, how, how fast can I run this? So, um, yeah, I got a bit insane, really. Mm-hmm. for the next two months whereby my training plan was I would run 11 miles which was running at the Black Rock mm-hmm. down the dual carriageway and back up the Rock Road mm-hmm. so that was about 11 miles just under maybe I would do that at least five nights a week right with no break right you know so I might come up on a Sunday evening do it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and if I went home the weekend I went home the weekend that was a break alright but if I didn't go home the weekend I'd run the sixth day you know and then I'd have one day off, you know. Invariably, that was Sunday because I went out on Saturday night. But, um, <laughs> but um, that went on. That went on. And looking back in it, I remember at the time, it was, you know, something, it was easy. It was great. I had something to go for. I, I, I had a goal. And the body wasn't in shock because you know yourself. Because you were, you were in your early 20s. Absolutely. That's but why. You regenerate quickly and you absolutely. know, it's like, oh, wow. It's but you know you're, yourself. You're kind of at your, at your prime when it comes to regenerating and recuperation after, after training. Absolutely. You can bounce back energy-wise. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, you know yourself. You get injured. You don't feel that mm-hmm. for a while. And I suppose the yeah. timeline I remember of those kind of two months training, I got four solid weeks of that kind of running. Mm-hmm. And then... I said, right, it's time to go for long runs. Mm-hmm. Now, this is four weeks before the marathon. Yeah. You know, so I said, right, I'm going to do that on a Saturday. I'm going to do it twice. I'm going to run mm-hmm. 22 miles. So I went out and I did it. And I went out the first time and I came back. And I went out the second time and I got to Black Rock. And I turned around and I went for home and there was nothing. So I'm five and a half miles from home and there's nothing left in the system. Hmm. I was five and a half weeks of pure energy expended. Done. Everything right. was gone. You know? Right. So at that stage... You hit that rock bottom. I hit, I hit, I hit that wall hard, you know, and it, it was just culmination of all of it. You know, so I was kind of going, okay, I had to kind of walk home and jog home and I was kind of going, this is all over. The dream is over now, you know, mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. But in fairness, I suppose I kind of copped onto myself a bit over the next week or so because I, I definitely hadn't been eating right up till then. How could you, you know, because, you know, you're going to work, you're coming home, you're running all night, you know, you're eating a bit and then you're going to bed, you know. So I was obviously lacking on, on what you call it, what I was eating. So I started to eat a little bit better, you know. I started to get my carbohydrates coming into me, more protein, bit of, you know, get your meat and get your, your, your eggs in there. And um, it seemed to work, you know. I, I, the energy level started coming up again, you know. And in saying that... Did, I you, don't, did you back, back, back off a little bit with I training? did. I did for the next week. I backed off the mileage, all right. But in saying that, I was still running probably, as opposed to five nights a week, I might run three nights a week to ten miles and stick two, oh, right, right. two short runs in. But the thing that kind of helped me along the way was I slowed down. Yeah. Okay. I said, right, enough of the speed, enough of killing yourself and mm-hmm. trying to prove a PB every night. 
come back, reel it mm-hmm. in, and we'll see where we can go from there. And and was that like a like a conscious decision what you're saying right now, or 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 was it like this, it just happened? I think it was just a snap decision. I think you may not have been may not have been conscious. I would, I would say there was there was there was fairly you know kind of mature type of thinking for the 20 something guy like okay i'm gonna back down i'm gonna like so so that that was uh it was know, more of, of necessity rather than all right, a strategic right. plan to do okay, it i think i think i knew inherently that the body had to do something mm-hmm. or i wouldn't have made it so um but yeah i pulled it back and you know sure enough like i said i got it up again and uh i went out you know, like a week and a half later, and I said, I'm going to attack this 22-miler again. It's two weeks before Dublin, and I'm going to do this long run again, and we'll see where we go. You know, a bit more energy, a bit more rest, a bit, bit better better um, nutrition involved. And sure enough, I went out that Saturday for the 22-miler, 22, the 22 and I went out, no trouble, came back to the house, no trouble, went out the second time, and came back. And at 22 miles, I had it done in about three hours, 45 minutes, you know? Wow. And, you know, to me, I was like, spectacular this is it yeah. you know now i know i can do it you know i've got my path to get over the line you know mm-hmm. and that was it really um and really then it was just a case of okay uh, i suppose my taper was taking about two days off beforehand it wasn't a case of pulling down you know it was right, just right, right, it right, stopped right. it you know again it's, it's school by errors and, yeah. and just an experience but um yeah it was just the lead up then really to, to the marathon was the, the kind of the the main thing after that all right and how did how did it go it went. It actually it's probably a tangent story that the day at the marathon. But yeah. um, during my training, a friend of mine said he'd run the marathon as well. Mm-hmm. Now, as mad as I was, this guy mm-hmm. was worse because he came for three training sessions with me. Okay, okay. one was one of my eleven milers. Mm-hmm. One was a six miler, mm-hmm. and the other one was something like a seven miler. Yeah, that's what he did for the marathon. Uh, the, the entire for the entire, entire marathon. Yeah, All that right. was his training. All right. Now this guy is a natural you know athletic guy anyway yeah but you know it's still crazy amount of training so the day of the marathon we went out and uh i said i'd stay with him as long as i could you know just to, mm-hmm. to, to, to keep going and he was slower than me which mm-hmm. in his own right was a great thing because it kept me at a great pace you yes. know kept me under control so you did not burn yourself i didn't burn out to start so we went off and around 10 miles into it i remember we were out of the phoenix park we were heading towards crumlin and he just kind of said, he said, I'm stopping for a break, you know, I'm just going to take it easy, you know. Yeah, I think done. he was starting to feel the burn at that stage. I said, okay, well, look, I'm going to keep going, so, and I'll see you at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, he really did crown me because all of a sudden I was almost starting at mile 10, you know. Yeah. Because I'm back on my own now, well, of course, with whatever, 15 other thousand people, but, you know, I'm there, I'm starting to think for myself, I'm just about to get to the halfway line, you know, I'm mm-hmm. uh, 5k away from there. Um, so I get to there all of a sudden and you know I'm tipping along and tipping along and you're running through it and all of a sudden you're kind of going I feel better and better and better and better and <laughs> in fairness it's a long time ago and I am missing the kind of the, the 13 to, to maybe 19 mile mark of that mm-hmm. you know but I do I don't ever remember feeling really uncomfortable during yeah. that marathon you know I kept a great pace actually if I'm, if I'm not mistaken I did a negative split that day I was mm-hmm. about a minute quicker in the second half than I was in the first half Yeah, you know and I came over the line in because you were running with that guy exactly which was slowing you down and just to put it into context I did that first marathon in, in just under 3 hours 52 minutes wow. you know 
which was seven minutes slower than what I did 22 miles mm-hmm. two yeah. weeks earlier, you know. Yeah. So just by the pacing alone, you know, mm-hmm. and keeping it consistent, I was able to, to, to put in a much better performance. Right, you know? right, awesome. So that was it. That was, um, that was the first marathon, you know, delighted. Tears of joy, you know, at the end of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, a real, like I say, a real seed had been planted, you know, yeah. because... So from know, that point onward, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a runner. I'm, well, I'm going to do this. Well, yes, it was. It was in my head that I was a runner and I was going to keep... So it, it wasn't like, okay, I'm done. What's next? Well, I'd love to say that's what happened, but it didn't. I, what you call it, I went over the line to Dublin City Marathon and um, I didn't run again for eight months. Not, not seriously. Oh, like. really? Yeah, I, I jogged for two or three miles, but no, I just said, right, that's it. You know, that's All done right, for now. I, com- I accomplished my goal. I, I accomplished my goal. There it is. I'm going to take a break now and I'm going to come back again. Because don't forget, the evening before the hour had changed mm-hmm. on the Dublin City Marathon, so it was dark in the evenings again and oh, where right. I had gone through a full year of getting myself out there getting out the okay, door so I was tired of it oh, you know right, I was like right, right, right give myself a break so that, well, how did it happen that you got back to running how did it I came back it was like that in between I what you call it I met my, my, my wife and you know that means I spent time with her at the start you know mm. Mm, <laughs> as women do dictate alright um, yeah. the training goes out the, the training window. went out the window so it, it actually took a while I, I went back running while I was in Dublin alright I kept it going probably like I say about eight months later I started up again but it was more just keep it going five milers maybe a ten miler mm-hmm. you know just to say I can still do it you know and, and there was no trouble doing it it was fine um, but it was really when I moved out of Dublin and came back down to Kerry again and all right it it almost opened my my eyes again to like we say much nicer setting exactly. you know you're not in a, in a concrete jungle exactly. no cars and, and you don't have to fresh stop air you don't have to stop at the traffic light to let the cars go past and then start running again you know you could pick a line and run it you right. know pick right. a road and just keep going and keep going and you know it's it's fresh air like you say it's greenery it's just a little bit extra that the city restricts you and you know you start to seeing that and you're kind of going I'm going to start running again. You know, the, the opportunities right. here, you know. And again, I started very slow, you know, mm-hmm. just tipping along, you know, like I say, a couple of 10Ks here, 10Ks there, mm-hmm. and uh, started training with a couple of mates. And, mm-hmm. you know, was that the point when you joined the club? It was before it. Okay. It was before the, the club was in the stole. So I'd moved down to the stole and I started kind of running on my own initially. Mm-hmm. Then a friend of mine saw me and said, oh, I'll try that, mm-hmm. you know, and he ended up, you know, being ridiculously faster than me you know mm. in no time you know he, he's uh, again a natural born, born athlete but um the two of us did run together for probably a year mm-hmm. and then finally we kind of said well, we know there's a running group down in the stall let's go down and see what they're about and of course mm-hmm. once you go down once you go into a group setting at all you yeah. know it's it's, it's t- yeah it's tough to go back on your own you know mm-hmm. because that group mentality of there's always someone there to run with there's always a bit of cracky day. The miles pass so much easier when you're with someone, you know. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of it. Now, there are times you, you've got to take it away too. You've got to go out on your own. You've got to have your headspace. I, like I said at the, at the top of this, I'm a big big advocate of getting that time on your own and running and even swimming, going back yeah. to, to what you were saying. Yeah. It allows you to just switch off I yeah. think, you know, have yeah. your little epiphanies and yeah. uh, what you call them, deal with life's problems while yeah. you're doing it. So from from that point, uh, we are right now, we fast forward how mm. many years? You fast forwarded now to about 2007. So you've yeah. gone from 2003 to 2007. Right. And I started hitting back again and probably then 
2008 when I, when I joined the group. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we are like right now, like 10 years since that time. We are, we are. Right. We're about 10 years. And how does it look like right now? You have like a number of marathons. I... Uh, kind of fast, fast forward to the present day. You know, I, yeah. I remember uh, reading one, one of your comments on, on Strava. And I, I presume that all the listeners understand and know what Strava is. Unless if you're into running. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, we just done this training marathon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so right now, where you are now, marathon is not something that you're training as this big goal. It's like, yeah, I'm, no. j I'm just going to do these marathons to train for some, you know, more important marathon that you're looking at the time and, yeah. and some other events. I suppose look, looking at the way the, the la especially the last three years, and I, mm -hmm. I, I'll try to summarize what's happened there. And you and I have been talking about it all, all over the time. And really, it's only when you look back in it, it, it kind of makes sense, mm -hmm. you know. But whereby two years ago, you know, I was chasing marathon PBs, mm -hmm. you know, and in doing that, you know, I was running, I probably ran, what was it, was it 14 or 15 marathons I ran that year, and almost every one of them was a PB, one after another, just PB, yeah. PB, PB, yeah. and I was... I What's was, your PB? Three hours, eight minutes at the moment. Right. Compared to the first one was... Three hours, 51. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, so almost an hour quicker. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got 40 minutes or 40 something minutes there, so... Mm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice one. I mean, when I went back running, when I like did my next marathon after that, mm -hmm. which was five years ago, actually, last week, mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the initial Trilly interna International Marathon, um, my goal was to break 330. I yeah. 3.31 on the day, but, you know, I broke 3.30 almost straight away afterwards. So yeah. I was able to come down quickly to 3.30, and yeah. then I've been working away since uh, on that. But I suppose, like I said, two years ago, it was, it was really a case of, just attacking marathons like you say there was no focus on anything more than marathons and I've always found as well even as I progressed along over the last 10 years of running you know we started with 5k's we do 5k races mm -hmm. you know they were tough you know they're fast you yeah. know and everyone will tell you a 5k is tough because you're just flat out but you get used to them then we moved up to 10k's they're tough because mm -hmm. they're double, you know, mm -hmm. and they're that bit longer. But you get used to them too, you know. And mm -hmm. you get to almost a point where you won't get too much more out of your performance at that. If you keep doing 10Ks, you'd have to be going to really specific right. training. So then you're just going marathons, you know. Yeah. If, and it's, it goes, not, if it's not marathon. It goes, it goes to half marathons then, you know, right. I suppose we took on. And again, they're, they're tougher again, but... Just sort of, just for the benefit of our mm -hmm. listeners, what's the, dis what's the marathon distance? Mar marathon is 26.2 miles. Okay. Just around 42 kilometers. Okay. So, and so half marathon is like half of that. Half of that. Absolutely. 13.1 right. miles and was it 21, 21.6, I think, mm -hmm. um, kilometers. So like that, you just progress up and it, it's like anything. It's like a fear in life. The only way to conquer it and to get used to it is to keep attacking it head on. Yeah. And I suppose like that, we all went through it. We all started with the fives, got used to them. We go to tens, get used to them. Mm -hmm halves same thing and then we went on to the marathons and um, like i said two years ago it was attack 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 don't give yourself any break just every marathon and they were coming every three or four weeks you know mm -hmm. it was a taxi how fast you can go you know and it was great it, it was brilliant while it lasted but we all got tired at the end of the year we of were course. just exhausted of so course. after the season we, yeah exactly after the, even though i'm saying that the marathon season you know the downtime is actually the summer if you believe it mm. it's, it's, it's when, when the least amount of uh, runs are there which is probably makes sense considering the heat you know it's, it's a lot more humid in Ireland 
to be mm. running around, you know, mm-hmm. than, than the winter. And the yeah, and, and you know, obviously this is very Irish-specific thing. It you is. You know, like, it's, it's hot in the summer, yeah. meaning 17 it's, degrees it's, centigrade. Like, 17 degrees is fine to run in when you're in Spain, but not in Ireland. It's, it's nasty, you know. It's, mm-hmm. You know, you're catching your breath, you're perspiring ridiculously, you know. Mm-hmm. You've taken a lot more water, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which in itself poses its own problems, you know, for, yeah. for, 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 for watching your intake. But, um, you know, so... I suppose going back to it, at the end of two years ago, you know, I had a lot of marathons done, and like you were saying, you know, I was getting to the point where all of a sudden marathons, you know, I'd broken it. I knew I could run a marathon, mm-hmm. you know, easy enough, you know, and dare I say the pains and the aches would last half a day after a marathon rather yeah. than the, you know, the, the half a week that, 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 that's normally associated with them. And um, But we all made a conscious decision that we would focus more on the longer runs, the ultra marathons for last year. Mm-hmm. Um and that that was a bit of a cop out on our behalf, mm-hmm. um, because it allowed us to stop the fast and slow down. Kind of go back to the roots and go Just for go the back distance. A bit, yeah, but it should have been more controlled. Looking back on it, because what we did was we slowed down. We didn't get keep any speed going whatsoever, and then we kind of let ourselves eat a bit more. And you know, well, we if we're going to be doing ultra marathons, you're going to need a bit more bulk in the body, and you know, you don't want to be eating your fat. You want to have a lot of carbs. And for for the group of us that were there, we all found ourselves just slipping back and slipping back and slipping back. But none of us took ourselves to task in it because we had justified it. We, we right. needed it for the longer mileage, and it was it was just sheerly because we were tired. You know, we were mm. we were sore overall from the yeah, year before. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we went out, uh, and last year, like you say, as it came up to training marathons, you know, because you're running ultras, you do. You need to go out and you need to run a marathon on a Saturday morning, but at a slower pace. Yes. You know? So, um, yeah, there was a few last year. There was the Connemara 39-miler, which mm-hmm. was just batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we had four seasons in one day. We went from five degrees to minus five degrees in the real field within a minute. You know, mm. which was, was crazy. I mean, if you saw the DNF, and I, I actually, for any listener out there, look up the Connemara Ultra DNF list from last year, from 2016. And, uh, what be, month was it? That was in, in April. Oh, the wow. Start right. of April. Right. It, it's right. amazing. Absolutely amazing amount of people yeah. that didn't make it. Um, with, hypo, with hypothermia and all, all of these things. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Like yeah. minus five is a serious, is a serious, serious thing. When, it when it, you, it is when you have the have the, the, the wind factor that was yeah. there. That and, day. You're, and you're sweaty and you're wet. Absolutely. And, and that's going to suck that heat off you, yeah. out of your body like in yeah. no time. I'll put it to you this way. You know, in, in, in an ultramarathon, you have to have your food stations there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had them every three miles mm-hmm. for the last, what was it? Three, no, the last four of them probably, the last 12, 12 or so, 12 or maybe even 15 miles, I would have to get my bag and give it to the girl who was on the station and say, please open my food. Because my fingers, fingers were, didn't yeah. work, you know. It was, it was that, that cold and that, that, that extreme out there. Um, but, I, I mean, that, that race was just something beyond, you know. Yeah. But I suppose going back to it then, you know, the training for that involved a couple of 30-milers, you know, and what you call mm-hmm. it, going over the marathon distance. Which none of us liked to do because the year before you wanted to get something for running a marathon, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's another notch in the belt, you know, it's a marathon, it's an officially one, you know, give me my medal, give me my t-shirt and I can go home. Now we were running marathons for fun, you're kind of going, oh, well, yeah. you know, where does this finish, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there, there, there was a lot of uh, long distance running in, mm-hmm. involved in it. And what is the longest, longest run that you completed? 
training or distance? No, in general. Distance, in general. Did, that was the 24-hour, the one that happened last uh, September. 24-hour. Yeah, that yeah. was just done, officially just under 105 miles. Under the 105. Yeah. Okay. In 24 okay. hours. But you don't, you've done some 100 miles as well? I did, uh, no, I didn't do 100 miles, I've done 100 k's. 100 k's? 100 k's, yeah, so uh, right. I did, uh, actually I've done 100 k race down in Cork McSharry and I've done two 52 milers as well. Right, you know, right. Which, um, the 52 milers, they're nice, they're they're a nice ultra distance, we'll say, because, yeah. you know, even in the 39 miler. And is the, yeah. the, that, that's the challenge that pushed you to, to go like, oh, we're going to go over the marathons, then we're going to It was, but well, that's just it. It's, it's the great unknown, you know. Yeah. You, you've conquered 26.2, what's next? Again, we'll go back to me sitting or standing in the street in Dublin after mm-hmm. a three-mile run, you know, back in yeah. 2003 going, maybe I'll go down the street you know yeah. it's, it's, it's just history repeating itself yeah. over and over and over again yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I, I had a pleasure to witness your 24 hour mm-hmm. run um, that was insane <laughs> uh, it was an insane event I presume that the do not finish list was also uh, long you'd be surprised well yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because, because there was option like because there was in the park kind of running yeah. running, running uh, not circles laps laps yeah laps not circles laps and um so I suppose the people were just walking and, and they just take a break. And so yeah. there was like really no requirement on the distance rather than on time. Absolutely. Yeah. So then you could take a nap or just walk or just do whatever because it was 24 hours. Yeah. And, uh, and there was a few like you who were actually, okay, I'm going to go for a distance as well. Yeah, we're, we're going and, for it. Yeah. So that was like over, over 100, uh, 100 miles. Yeah. Over 100 miles. Actually, in fairness, out of the, I think it was 45, uh, approximately 45 for the 24-hour event, 10 people got over the 100 miles in it, oh, right. which is a good return, you know, yeah. for, for that kind of an event. And yeah. a lot of them were close-ish, we'll yeah. say, and then I'd say the majority were, were within 20 miles of it, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know. All right. Awesome, Mike. Listen, uh so so there's a lot of uh about, you know, your history and what mm. you're doing. And uh obviously for benefits of our listeners, I uh I, I have a few questions that might be in a in a, in the back of my head or may you know, some listeners sure. maybe may be interested. And um I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ranting or doing anything mm. like that. Uh, but I think it's it's only fair to have you here and mm. and being able to answer mm-hmm. uh to me and and to our listeners. So um, what I think, and, and I'm interested, genuinely interested in, in your point of view, hmm. there is a lot of um, talk about, and a lot of people who take on running for, again, uh, I'm, I'm doing air quotes now, getting fit, mm-hmm. right? So in, in your case, it was kind of different because you had a goal of actual marathon. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you kind of, let's say, approach this from, the, from this athletic perspective. Yep. But there's a lot of people who are just, who are just you know, overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. And they say, like, all right, I'm, what am I going to do? I'm going to go running, right? Yep. Because it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's easy. You need a pair of runners mm-hmm. and you just go ahead. You don't mm-hmm. need the gym membership. You don't yep. need the training, you, don't, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and there is a, a lot of uh, advocates for that. So, oh, you know, let's get running and so on, so so. And my view on this is that this is this is really damaging and, and not really good for people who are after really some other goal, right? My mm-hmm. my goal is to decrease my storage body fat. Mm-hmm. And so, what what I would uh, ask you to respond to, like in in my opinion, this is probably the worst way to do that mm-hmm. is running Mm -hmm. and my argument is like first of all it is 
incredibly slow progress in losing weight through running because you kind of don't have your nutrition element. Mm -hmm. And also you're really working a lot in your aerobic space. So if you really want, and, and, and obviously we know if you want to lose storage body fat, your energy expenditure needs to be bigger than your energy intake, right? Mm -hmm. TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, mm -hmm. versus TDEI, total daily energy intake, and so on. So it's much easier to achieve that with high-intensity training, mm -hmm. which takes you hour or 45 minutes mm -hmm. every two days, you increase your metabolism. So the following day after intensity training, you know, whether it's a high intensity training, whether it's circuit training, whatever you name it, mm -hmm. right? You name it. It's intensity training. The following day, your metabolism is up. Even if you're sitting on the couch recuperating, you're still burning more calories. Your energy expenditure is higher. Mm -hmm. So it's much more effective and quicker. On top of that, it's kind of easier to keep that discipline, mm -hmm. especially in the winter months, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. right? It's rainy, it's miserable, it's dark, you know, it may be some safety issues if, you know, mm -hmm. if not that you, you know, get robbed, you may be hit out of a car and so on yeah. and so on. So it's much, much easier and healthier to, to go to the gym or maybe do it even in the house, you know, mm -hmm. just go ahead and crack at 50 burpees, yeah. right? You do your high intensity training. So that's a much better way of losing storage body fat and getting in quote fit mm -hmm. plus with all that baggage with with running it's kind of as easy or easier to injure yourself especially when you're overweight mm -hmm. and, and this is another element that, that not many people realize that running is actually technical sport mm -hmm. you got and it's something else when you're 20-something, you recuperate fast, you just, mm -hmm. just go and go at it, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, you, even if you have your small micro injuries, you don't really feel it, you recuperate mm -hmm. fast. Now, mm -hmm. if you're talking about 30-something, 40-something overweight person mm -hmm. who starts running in hope to decrease the mm -hmm. body fat, it's probably the least effective and hardest way to, do about, to go about it. Um, so, so that's my view on running, not as a sport for running, but like, okay, right. And yeah. this is this element. Okay. You go running and the only thing in the mind is like, okay, when I will be able to stop doing it hmm. because it sucks. Yeah. Right. I just, I, my goal is not to get a marathon or yeah. crack on the miles. It's like, oh, right. I just want to start. Hmm. And that is a lot of people not going to accomplish their goal because they don't see the progress, they're getting injured in the progress, it really sucks, and mm -hmm. it's not a good way about it. So that's, that's, that's my view, and, and I think that uh, I would like to hear your opinion on, on that. Yeah, um, I suppose there's two things there, just two veins I'm getting from that. Um, the latter being, like you say, how you would approach, like that the high, you know, high intensity um, kind of a increase, you know, to, uh, to basically to increase your metabolism to make sure that you, you're burning that en energy more efficiently. That's one side of the question, you know, how, how best to do that. When it comes to running to get fit or to lose weight, I'm pretty much 100% behind you in what you're saying there. I, I agree with you. It's not the way to lose weight, okay? It's put out there. It's the same as the Hollywood movies. Get out there and give me 10, you know, or mm. give, give me a few sit-ups, you know, and get a six-pack. It doesn't work that way. You're absolutely spot on, and I am, I'm sick 
to the teeth of telling people the same thing about running. Oh, and right. I, I can give you an example from our own office of, of, of one of, uh, one of the, uh, the girl's husbands who is currently in the vicious cycle of getting fit by running. And that, and that vicious cycle is get out there, like you say, throw on the shoes, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. And they get injured. They are right. invariably going to get injured. They are. No matter yeah. what happens, as you say, it's very technical. And a lot of people aren't made to run. Yeah, And yeah. it actually is classified as an impact sport. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a huge impact. You know, it, it's, you are going to get injured. No matter what happens, I, I get injured, you know, and I have to recuperate and I have to, I have to, to foam roll and make sure things come back again. Yeah, especially when you're running for 24 hours absolutely. nonstop. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the trouble is your vicious cycle kicks in here, Tommy, that you start off great, you know, you've got this great idea that you're going to start running, okay, albeit for the wrong reason, you know, but you start running and you get injured. What happens mm. when you get injured? You sit back down, okay? Mm. And in the back of your mind, you then start associating pain with running and you stop yep. doing it. And you start associating pain with, with exercise and you just, you just shrink way back in and all of a sudden it's easier to just open the fridge and get another snack than it is mm. to go out and do something. No, and, and and that's it. That's that's where it comes, you know, and and that's why every runner hates being injured because the fridge becomes, you know, the hinge becomes a lot looser in the fridge when you when you're sitting at home mm. and not not concentrating on the next run. But you're you're dead right when it comes to to losing, I suppose, losing weight and getting fit. There are much easier, much better, much more efficient methods of doing it. Running definitely isn't the one. It's a supplement. You can you can definitely incorporate some aspects of running as a cardio exactly right? as a cardio um and even just to, to get out there and uh, you know anyone who starts running anyone who's overweight who wants to get fit anyone who starts running anyway you you gotta stop you gotta walk first yeah start walking get your body used to it you know get get you a longer walk for or sorry a, a slower walk for a longer amount of time to me is much better than a 15 minute run you know you don't you don't even hit a fat burning zone you know, yes. in a 15, 15 exactly exactly you need you need you need to go for like 45 you minutes do. to actually initiate yeah. the process of yeah. of fueling your i think it's called ketosis that's right yeah. yeah to to initiate the process of actually fueling your body through the fat Absolutely. because otherwise anything below 45 minutes yeah. you're just you're just feeding yeah. your your muscles with the glycogen that you have in your muscles exactly. anyway and then you come back and then you eat because you're, you know, so just, yeah. just adding. And un- unfortunately, people associate a good workout with the amount of sweat that's on their head. You're going to sweat anyway, yeah. you know. Really and truly, like you say, it's the internal. Hmm. Forget the sweat. It's the time in the road. It's, you know, you, you would feel burned. You ask someone to go out and run or walk for 45 minutes or an hour, they're going to tell you it was a lot tougher than running, for, running as hard as you can for 15 minutes, you know. Hmm. The 15 minutes, you'll find you're back in again. You'll know about that walk, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, because of the impact nature of it, even the walking part of it, getting out there, you know, if you want to lose weight, number one is nutrition, okay? Number yes. one. Step away from the fridge. Do it in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Get away. Or at least start with the kitchen. Yeah. And they, they, they do. They're hand in hand. You know, I, I totally believe, you know, you got, you got to start burning off to what you call, like you say, the increase in the metabolism. You know, you can do that with exercise, put in some, some programs there. But you, you've got to get rid of the crap. Got to get rid of the sugar for number one. You know, um, start eating that little bit healthier, you know, make, and, and stay, stick to it, you know. 
you know, fine. You people are going to go go in, what you call, go to birthday parties or whatever, and that's fine. But you know, stick to it as much as possible. And, and the trouble again is when people fall off the wagon nutrition-wise, mm-hmm. they seem to just lay on the ground after it, as opposed to saying, right, that's fine, that's done. I can't do any more about that. Yeah. You know, drive on. But you know, nutrition number one. Personally, like I say, I found from my own weight loss, it was more around swimming and cross training that I got it. Like you say, that little bit, the higher intensity, the running yeah. was just something that I enjoyed. So, so in other words, you 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 got fit before you take on running. Absolutely. So, yeah. so, so to yeah. say, it's like, and it, it was probably hand in hand while I was doing yeah. it. But I was definitely fit before I started running. Um, I know if I if I had tried it, that's the way I would have ended up. And like I say. You know, I can I can give you parcels of information and point you in, in in the direction of plenty of people who I've seen this happen to. Yeah. You know, as part of the running group that I'm in, we see newbies coming in every year. Okay. Yeah. And it's the same thing. There, I want to get fit. I want to start running. We're going. Well, that's great. Now start slow. Here's a program. Here's what you're going to do. Yeah. No, you meet them two weeks later. They're running harder, faster than they ever have because all of a sudden the energy is there. Yeah. They're in a routine. They're feeling yeah. great. The adrenaline is pumping. And two weeks later, where are they? They're not at training. Why not? Oh, he's injured. Yeah. And probably 50, 50% of the time they're yeah. gone. You don't and, see anything. And especially that this is the repetitiveness of the long run. Absolutely. I was uh, reading the uh, article by uh, one of uh, uh, very famous coaches, Martin Rooney. Um, and he was uh, also writing about, you know, getting fit. Mm-hmm. And, and the question was like, what does it mean? And what sort of fit you mm. mean, right? Because really, uh, how our body is is built is more built for sprints. Mm-hmm. And then again, with sprints, you have higher intensity, and uh, with higher intensity, it's you know it takes less time. Yes. So you you kind of don't have this this prolonged impact that that you're impacting your body mm-hmm. and uh you know if you if you look how the marathon runner is built and how the sprinter is built yeah. right you you look at these two guys or girls it's like okay mm-hmm. which one is fitter right yeah. so and and then he proceeds to say like okay when you even look at their how our body is built right the huge triceps muscles mm-hmm. to 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 kind of work the arms And legs like a huge quadriceps. Yeah. You don't. You don't for the, for the prolonged run, mm-hmm. right? You don't need the quadriceps muscle this big. It's it's yeah. it's actually holding you back because you have to fuel that big muscle Absolutely. for something. And and you know you're running for for you know I don't know three four hours. Yeah. You don't you don't need that thing is built for sprint for the rapid expansion of the energy in a, in a moment. Boom. Mm-hmm. So so. Uh, I suppose this is this is takeaway, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know I don't know actually if I'm surprised that you agreed with me on on, on that, but uh, uh, I suppose what's coming out of that that you know by all means go into running, and mm-hmm. and and we all can hear how excited you yeah. are about it and how awesome that is, but do it for all the right reasons. Absolutely, because Absolutely. because otherwise you're gonna be miserable. Yeah. Because if you think I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be fit, and I'm gonna yeah. be you know nice looking. And you want to do that through the hours and hours and miles and miles? No, you're you're on the path to failure, my friend, because you're not gonna make it. Absolutely, your, your results are gonna be slow, and you're gonna take time, and you're gonna get injured, and you're gonna all do, do, do these things. You you got you got to be able to, again, like that when you're in, in the mindset of, of getting fit or losing weight, you got to have to have the ability to be, like you say, almost 
on the cuff do something you know yeah. like get down the floor do something you know like get get the heart going if you're waiting to go outside you know you're going to start putting it off again it is it is really coming back to what you're saying there you're doing it for the wrong reason you yeah. know if you're running fair enough use it as a part of something else that's fine if you've got a goal of running similar to what i had you know and a love of running you know then you start moving out of it to you know okay i love running mm-hmm. i'm going to run you know yeah. but i people ask me to say or sorry they make statements that i'm super fit i'm not super fit if you put me on a, on a football pitch right now with the guys and asked me to turn 90 degrees at speed i couldn't do it yeah you know you asked but you're about your you're you're kind of specializing in 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 certain discipline well that's right? exactly it yeah because if you if you get a guy from the football pitch and it's like okay go run for 24 hours yeah, or 100 yeah. miles he, he, he ain't gonna he's not going to do it either but which one of us is the fittest well, I did. The, it means what does it mean? Exactly. Who's who's fit, right? Yeah. You, you you can see a you know big huge power lifter who's lift like a, you know absurdly huge weights, yeah. right? And then you say like, okay, like now we we need to you know catch that bus over there, yeah. run, right? You know, who's fitter? Yeah. When? So what does it mean? Yeah. I'm getting fit, and and that's Ag- that's again, fit, fat, thin, good looking, whatever. Are they all just? Hollywood acronyms that are, are, are stuck onto us, you know, that mm. we all, we pick up a magazine and we're told you have to be like this, you know, mm. and th- this is how you're going to do it, you know, you're, yeah. going, you're going yeah. to run. And there is it. And there's a lot of agenda behind that as well, you know, you know, like, oh, you go into running, oh, you go, you should you do this and that and whatever. And mm. then it's like, it's, you know, it, there's, yeah. again, all the wrong reasons. So, so yeah. uh be or that be aware yeah. of that people listen what would you what would you advise would be so if somebody really wants to get into running mm-hmm. right so we establish if you want to get get fit whatever that means for mm-hmm. you there are better way of doing it or at Absolutely. least you need to figure out what that fit means to mm-hmm. you right in case fit means to you that you're able to run a marathon mm-hmm. and you're really in a long distance running because i think that's what we're talking about yeah. effectively long distance running mm-hmm. what would you recommend where to start for the person, you know, maybe not like hugely overweight, mm-hmm. but also, you know, like a, like an average job blow. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm going to do long distance running. I think I'm going to like it. Yeah. What would you recommend where to start, how to exercise, what to do mm-hmm. before you actually hit the road? Mm-hmm. And once you hit the road, what to do there from the perspective of your experience and many years of, of yeah. you know, again, doing the sport? Again, like that, before you actually hit the road running, you i suppose there's a few things there you've got to fall in love with the idea of running okay mm-hmm. like i say you can't be afraid you can't have an excuse in your head that will stop you from running okay mm-hmm. so like i say it's raining or it's windy or something's going out there you've got to surpass that okay now that's done two ways it's done with your own head and it's also done with getting in with a group okay mm-hmm. so first of all you need training buddies mm-hmm. okay before you even start mm-hmm. okay Physically, you're probably better off starting, like I say, walking. Mm-hmm. Even walking the beach. Somewhere yeah. where there's less impact on, on the feet. Like a brisk walking. Ex- oh, no, exactly. I mean, we're not talking about, about, about uh, just a sneak around the place, you know, and just a, a dawdle around, you know. We, we, we do that anyway. We do that day in, day out. It has to have effort. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're, you're looking at a, at a brisk walk, like you're saying, again on the sand where it's less impact and you've got more resistance in the sand too so you're actually doing a bit more than you think you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's tough enough to walk in the, on the sand and over time you know and again it, it's all about repetitive of this you know you need to do it 
couple of days a week, you know, you yeah, and for a time. You want to be out there for an hour, no less than probably an hour at a time where, where you're you're doing this. And build up the muscles, you know. Um again, have someone by your side. Someone that will be there, not to push you to, mm-hmm. to go I'm gonna be faster than you, but to have someone there that you will always go to. You yeah. know, definitely get that in there. I I always in that case I will will we'll, we'll mention like just be careful on that. Mm-hmm. I remember um, one story that years ago, um, one of my uh, coaches in in a, in a gym in a, in a in a powerlifting slash bodybuilding gym told me that stuck with me kind of thing that a lot of people who start doing in that case going to the gym, but yeah. I think it, it's universally applied. Start with a friend; mm. they usually not gonna make it. And that because that friend gonna demotivate. So yeah. so a lot of times someone is just demotivating you. You start yeah. going like, okay, let's start going running or to yeah. the gym or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you go in, and then like you would go, but then guys, ah, you know, I'm not today. Not, ah, okay, I'm not yeah. going because you're not going. Yeah. You know, and then as opposed to motivate each other it goes all the way around like demotivating. Yeah. It's like all right. Yeah. So what he's like like usually the people who start going on their own mm. they keep going because they maybe find somebody who's already there who's more motivated mm-hmm. and that kind of draws them draws them into that yes so that's yes. motivate them right? mm-hmm. rather like you know if the two buddies comes in yeah. or two girls comes in they're usually not gonna make it no because they no, gonna, they're gonna make it. Yeah. so so yeah. that's I, i suppose i would yeah. say like just be careful yes if yes. you if you're kind of know that you have a motivation yeah. issues and mm-hmm. you have another friend who is also maybe you yeah. know not exactly disciplined person yeah having that person with you are we gonna do that together may have a different effect than yeah. you really would hope for you you nearly need to be the person of least motivation within the whole lot to, to, yeah. to succeed in it but yeah i suppose that When I say have a person with you, the way we work as a mm-hmm. as a running group, you know, we all meet at a certain time. Yeah, every time. But you're already week. in the club, so have we a are. lot of people who are already committed to what they're doing. Absolutely, but like that, find the group. This is the thing. If you're starting, find that group. There's nothing that stops you from going out on your own. But if you notice something that someone there, you know, and be it ra- a random person, a different person every night, so be it. You know, you go out with them. Now it's going to be tough to get people on the beach or something like that. But mm-hmm. you know, so be it. Would definitely start walking, start brisk, get used to it. All of a sudden, you never know, you break into a jog, you mm-hmm. know. Again, it has to be slow. People who think they can go from a standing start to a marathon are doomed. Mm-hmm. Okay, they will fail. I'm sorry, you, you're the oddball if you don't, you know. If you get yeah. through there, through a training program to, to a marathon, fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. I know I told stories about the, the guy that uh, ran the marathon me with three, three training. Mm-hmm. He ended up... Uh, inside getting a getting a scan four days later he didn't walk properly for six months after it okay right. he did serious damage to his leg so you know right. Right. Um, that, that's just the way it is you, you've got to start slow okay and build it up and build it up and build it up and build it up you also have to put goals in front of you mm-hmm. okay so and realistic goals there's no point in saying I'm going to do a half marathon in six weeks and then the marathon in, in, in 12 You got to look, be looking at your your five k's. You know, a five k maybe three months down the line. Couch to five k is a great opportunity to get this start as well. Yeah. You know, they're out there. A lot of parishes have them. You know, um, there's a huge body of people doing them. It's a great int- introduction, and it'll tell you without too much. You know, are you really into it? Is, exactly. Is, is this what you? Is really this what love? I want? Is this? Is this it? 
you know there's no pressure on it you know everyone's of, of similar ability there there's going to be nobody flying off in front of you you can go in in a safe environment and usually the couch to 5k uh, groups are so good they keep you enclosed until the last day until you do the 5k you know yeah. so you might go loops at the park or loops or a field or somewhere where it's nice it's safe it's a it's a, what you call it you, you know the track you know what mm-hmm. you're going to be doing and like you say you can get a feel for it you know yeah and then you can build from there you know but it, it is it's all about pace as with any long distance run you know it, it's a marathon not a sprint as they say it's pace you got to pace yourself be slow build it up build it up build it up and here's the thing after a while once you get used to doing this build up and the slow slower kind of pace and approach to it you look back a few months later and realize that all of a sudden you know you've got the ability to do it yeah you can do these especially the progress in the beginning on any sport yeah. is huge it's once massive. you once you're into that yeah. then when you start struggling you're hitting, you plateau, you're hitting yeah. plateaus and all that yeah. but in, initially yeah. it's like mike um so that's that's maybe you can tell also a few few things about technique of running and and and, and kind of um uh, speak to the fact that really running is technical sport Mm -hmm. a lot of people uh think that all right running like you know we all run we all can run Mm -hmm. we should run and so on and um on my other podcast i had a uh one of uh one of our our colleagues who's uh um uh doing triathlons he's he's accomplished triathletes and he's his response was very very interesting because he said like really the only thing that we can do Mm-hmm. like as you know as, as born creatures yeah. is swimming that's the only thing we can do like like you know yeah. like a baby born can yes, swim yes, it yes. can't run yeah so in fact saying like oh everybody can run and can walk it's it's not true because we have to learn to do that and yeah. and it, it happens that we're doing that in many cases wrong mm-hmm. in fact uh, especially through our environment and through all the you know shoes that we're wearing yeah. and all that our our foot is really not working in the way nature meant it to mm-hmm. work with all the tendons and all that it, it, it's it's kind of suppressed through the through the through the boot to the, to the shoes and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that and that kind of translates then to running that in fact most of the people don't have a technique mm-hmm. they they don't know how to run and that kind of leads again to what you say to injuries yeah because then you know it's something else you not really have a proper form in running mm-hmm. but you're running you know once every month when you just miss the bus yeah if you're getting into the you know routine of doing it three times a week four mm-hmm. times a week you know f- f- hour two hours yeah. that's when the injury comes so does, yeah. so can you speak a little bit about and talk a little bit about the um technique of running and how what is the best way for for again for people who want to get into running to get a proper technique mm-hmm. how to look at it where to seek help and and yeah and so on. I, I suppose just to start there when it comes to technique and, and technique really is a very personal thing when it comes to running you know um different people will have different running styles it's a bit of a journey i think tommy of how you can break it down over time you will not get your technique right you, you can't you can't just write out a, a document and say this is your technique yeah run it you do have to you have to learn by feel to a certain degree now like i say going back to going and get your gait analysis done you know you can you can get technical stuff done that way some some basic some basics done you know they'll they'll check you they, they can check moles of your feet and give you inserts you know to try and straighten you up i don't know whether that's 
But this is kind of counteractive, like like you, like you say, against the natural form of the foot. But this is kind of like a bike fit. You do initial bike fit yeah. and you're cycling, and then two years later you get more flexible, more fitter. Yeah. You need to do another bike yeah. fit because then yeah. you're a different person. And this is yeah. what you're saying that your technique will evolve. It will as you keep pushing and, and you keep getting better. And I can I can only speak from my own experience in this uh, and the way my technique has changed over the years uh, because I can I can watch the, the, the members of my group their technique has changed but completely different to mine you know yeah. some of them have, have done different things some of them like I say have, have, have invested in in a different set of runners a different type of runner or, or like I say bits and pieces um, I suppose I found and again I can only speak to my own personal, mm-hmm. personal experience in this I found that as I said, my overpronation was probably there from a young age because I I, I, I tendency to fall over in shoes, we'll say, just mm-hmm. to, to go in them. And I did find that as I used more support in shoes over the, the last couple of years, my requirement for it has gone down. It's it's yeah. it's kind of corrected it a bit, okay? Um, it's still there now. I, I yeah. couldn't run in a neutral runner because yeah. you know. Like, but your tendons are getting stronger. They're getting stronger. Getting stronger they're when getting, they were weaker. And absolutely. Now I had to go through a lot of pain. I, I, I started initially in in Asics Kianos, actually sorry in that the GT twenty one sixties, but they only lasted that one marathon. I went on to Kianos then, which were the, the highest support shoe, and they were fine. They kept my my foot in place, but I found in that as I was getting a little bit better, my technique was getting better, they were overcompensating, mm-hmm. okay? So I had to trash those, I did to get rid of them, and I went to, to Amphibian King in Dublin, and they fitted me with a different pair of ASICs, which were a little, you know, a little less more... So, li- is this like, they did the fit of the shoes? They did the fit of the or shoes. Is it, or is it like they... they so are they like taking shoes from the shelf and say, okay, that's going to fit you? Or are they taking shoes from the shelf and then they're doing some adjustment to actual shoes, to, to shoe to match it your de- foot? It depends. That's, that's your orthotics that are going to kick in there. Some, some places do that. They will, like I say, and some of my, my running friends have orthotics. You know, so they have just off the, off the shelf shoe and the adjustment in as well to, okay. to, to suit them. Um, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I, I think I was looking in a sense that you know, the day, the day I was up in Dublin, probably about four years ago now, we just went in there, I was looking for a new runner, and this guy put 10 pairs of runners on me. He made me run around the block yeah. where they were, videoed me, watched everything, and we got the closest shoe. So it was like a proper fit. It was a proper fit. And luckily, at the time, he put me into GT2000s, Essex uh, GT2000s, and they fit like a glove. They really did, you know, yeah. and they were fantastic. Now you got pains in your knees, you know, which you always do with a change of runner, you know, you have to go through an initial period, but it was very quick, you know, right. I'm talking about two weeks and, you know, I was running better than I ever had before, you know. Um, but I did find outside of that, and that that's more technical, that's, you can get that done and that's kind of an evolution, you know, and I would tell people who are running as well, as expensive as, as it is, experiment with shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you find a runner that's good for you now, it doesn't mean that it's going to fit you in a year's time. Mm-hmm. You know, things things will, will will change there. So it's something to be aware of for for for, for the listeners. Um, experiment with them. You know, don't be afraid to take a chance. If they're no good, you can sell them secondhand again. You know, yeah. people will take them. Um, other than that, techniques around it. Breathing is a big thing. It's massive. It's absolutely massive. You can 
get techniques off the back of a matchbox if you want again something I heard is like you want to run faster move your arms faster that's true that's true yeah if you what you call it uh, to open your lungs you know they, they do say that what you call it even when you're running up a hill keep your your elbows in tighter you know mm. and just stop you from waving all over the place and you, you'll be able to, to, to go a bit, uh, a bit quicker up there um, so again this is something that I can get when once you're running in the group right so in the club yeah. once you see people who are more experienced you can say like okay hey look look at my form look at my you know yeah. do, do you think I said, oh Absolutely. yeah man you wobbling all over the place oh, you yeah. should you should like you say yeah. you get you get your elbows tighter Absolutely. you should do X or Y you know you've got all these techniques um, just, just a nod ball one that I, I tried myself last year was to do a 3-2-3 three, three run which is essentially you breathe out for three steps you mm-hmm. breathe in for two steps okay mm-hmm. and the idea behind it is that you are finishing your breath out on a different side of your body each time All right. you know so you're utilizing the whole body and it equalizes the lungs and the capacity of all that it was fine it you know it was it, i don't know i don't know whether it helped me or not mm-hmm. if anything the thoughts while i was doing it kept my mind off any pain I was under you know or any struggle yeah. I was doing so maybe it worked from that, that, that point of view at the moment I'm exercising more belly breathing where yeah. I'm you know, completely ex- expanding the belly using the diaphragm yeah. to what you call to yeah. breathe rather than the lungs themselves you know yeah. and I find that much more efficient you yeah. know it's tough to do it's not natural you know, I'm hoping to get it natural. Well, well again, it will. Yeah, like yeah. I said, it will become natural. Once I, once that's, I that's actually natural way of breathing yeah. because that's how a child is breathing right children breathing this way yeah and then gradually we get more stressed and we more clenched and that's That's where where we start breathing from the middle exactly kind of breathing using only half of the capacity of what we have because your belly is just kind of tight all the time so yeah like that i I started that but going down to that region now and it's only really this year technique we're running is you can do whatever you want but you have to be able to hold it Okay. Yeah. And this is where I think it's essential. You gotta get a strong core. Okay. Ta-da! I was I was I was wondering that, and yeah. I and I and I kind of missed that that question when I asked okay, how to prepare yourself for, yeah. for running. Core work. And core is yes. like a like a like a base for everything, Absolutely. regardless whether you're Absolutely. running or cycling or hill walking or you're doing martial arts or doing powerlifting. I don't care. Yeah. Your core is 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 the basis. This is what keeps Absolutely. you together, right? Yeah, it keeps you up when you're when okay as you build your core your fatigue will you'll be able to deal with it a lot better yeah you know like i say it's when your form collapses yeah your, and your, your posture running. again your posture it keeps absolutely. your posture but don't forget when your head goes down your your airwaves close yeah you know everything starts falling in on itself yeah. and that that your core, neck get tight your everything just goes if you can keep the core and i and, and dare i say it I, I hold my hands up i've neglected my core over the last while and um, even when i started running my core was ridiculous, you know, I, I, I was strong as an ox, um, like that when I was swimming, doing everything, um, I, you know, it was great, and I, sta- I started neglecting it a bit, you know, over the last couple of years, and again last year, with the ultra training, completely neglected it, because I didn't need it, because I was yeah. just trudging along, and it's only since I went back, you know, like making sure that it was strong, mm-hmm. getting, getting, that to, getting, getting that focused on again, this year all of a sudden, I found that my, my my speed has increased, my stamina at speed has increased, you know, and just, just general fatigue. It's absolutely essential. Now, again, I'm not going to 
tell people to go out there and start working hard on the car. That has to be started. I can, I, I'm going to say that. <laughs> people go there and start working on your car. Well, start working, but don't, you know, don't overdo it either. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Don't injure yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, pay pace at that as well. You know, it's, and it's unfortunately, it's diff- different speeds for different people, but it, it is without fail. And it goes back again to, you can't go running to get fit. You've got to get that core, you know, okay. get the core, get swimming, get, you know, do multiple things, but definitely core should be the starting point of absolutely everything there when it comes to technique. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, look, we almost out of time. So mm. just, just to, just to wrap it up, uh, what's next for you? What's next? Um, next is Limerick in the 30th of April. So that's not too far away. So that's my goal for the is it, is it the marathon? Is it the ultra marathon? This is the marathon. Yeah. I'm okay. not going next or near ultra marathons this year. This is, this is a, very very focused year i'm hoping and I, I probably shouldn't say it in in recording because i'd be held to it i'm hoping oh to yeah yeah to that's that's you know we're gonna, yeah absolutely <laughs> that's gonna help you to read yeah I know. I'm, you know i'm gonna you know i said it can't do a follow-up afterwards you know um, i'm hoping to get around 305 in limerick okay and, right. and well the, the, the initial goal is to break my pb there but mm-hmm. i the way i'm running at the moment i'm hoping to get down around 305 mm-hmm. and then um i'll i'm doing a lot of pacing jobs during the summer then as well um, which will keep me fine, you know, keep the marathon distance going. But I will be hoping then to have a, a just, just, just again, just to make it clear, pacing is that you're running your marathon, but at a certain pace. Yes. So you're not trying to be fastest you can or whatever. You're just saying, okay, I'm gonna ride with a, with a certain pace. Yeah. So then, this is for benefit, really, for other. It's for other people, yeah. So that you, 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 that's why you said it's a job. It's a job, yeah. That's exactly it. But it's a handy job because you get free, a free marathon. You, you, know, have, you have your uh, and your, your training, 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 training marathon, marathon done, you know. Yeah. So um, you know, it's fine that way. And like you say, it keeps keeps you going, you know, and keeps you interested. But um, no, throughout the summer, then I intend on uh, on doing a lot more um focus training to try and get to that three hour magic mark in dublin next year or awesome. this year sorry in, in in october awesome mike listen so we are we are we are all uh, absolutely sure that you're that you're gonna uh, hit your all your goals uh-huh. uh we wish you all the best uh thanks again for for being with us here i hope that uh our listeners learns a lot um and if you have any questions comments uh please leave the question comment um on uh on on soundcloud itunes podbeans or stitcher or whatever you're listening to that podcast and uh uh mike's mike thanks again thank you and uh i uh we're gonna uh, see each other and listen to the next podcast shortly thanks you just listened to an archived episode of the tommy's outdoors conservation and science podcast i invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.